You're listening to Into the Ether, a Genlock introspective podcast. I am Ripley. And I am Jerry. And we are going over Season 1, Episode 5, The Best Defense. Site's synopsis for this episode reads, A recruit's talent for tinkering raises concerns. Chase receives an overdue upgrade. The Vanguard goes on the offensive and engages a frighteningly familiar foe. Alright, so the thing I liked about this episode is previously you've sort of been focusing on the physical training of getting into the Genlock program. This is starting to give you an idea on how these adjustments can be extended to personality code as well, and it starts getting a little grayer and a little bit trickier. Yeah, definitely raised some interesting concepts. So the whole episode starts with this terrifying nightmare sequence for Cammy, where she's in her undersuit, but she's the size of a Holon, and she's facing this massive ground troop invasion as well as this, like, she sees the enemy Holon in the clouds, like the size of a mountain. There's zombie-like base Genlock Holons and destroyed city all around her and they're firing at her, they're grabbing at her, she gets hit by the the enemy Holon and uh, starts to see parts of her turn into the robot and then other parts of her start to deteriorate and then she just flashes, like digitizes into nothing. Yeah. And that's when she wakes up and, you know, startles awake and... Yeah, yeah. this is clearly a reaction to getting her head ripped off in the previous episode. Yeah, that would definitely uh, definitely leave a mark internally. She ends up sitting back and brings up some schematics and some software and starts going through what looks like the her little critter's leg. Like that little digigrade leg from the yeah. little friend Nugget. Yeah. And she says, they're not going to get me again. Mm-hmm. She's doing that. Falls asleep doing that is the implication. And then mm-hmm. has to be woken up the next morning. So as they're getting ready to patch into their holons, Chase is talking to Weller about why haven't we heard more about this new mech. There was nothing. And he also expresses concern that they're being thrown right into training again, uh, especially concern for Cammy and what's happened to her. And Weller basically says, well, you know, don't you remember how, how hard it was for you? We really had to push you to get you to this point. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a tough love kind of thing. So then you've got this wonderful Cammy fatling montage. <laughs> Where just everything she like it shows her doing the uh, arms training and she's not hitting anything yeah. and then Valentina comes up and uh, <laughs> yeah there's this this little uh, score readout where Valentina's is just going up and up and up and Cammy scores just zero 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 yeah and then she tries to turn on her little aim assist but is denied <laughs> yeah with a, a cute little chibi of uh, Weller shaking his finger. <laughs> Shows her failing with trying to fire at drones. You know, she she thinks she gets them all, but then one kind of pops out of nowhere and she can't fire at it. She can't seem to 
hit it is just always out of her reach and then it fires back at her and she she lands on her butt and then from from that angle sitting on the ground up against a building she looks and she sees Valentina still firing fine and Kazu and Yaz are fighting that out in close quarters in the the combat ring and she kind of she kind of pulls back into the cyber brain internal environment yeah it's kind of like their version of hitting pause on the uh Game to look at the controls and see what settings you can change. Yeah, I mean, I I did go through and list all of the settings so that I saw, but you know she's got she's got a list of things like favorites, location, log, memos, memories, profile. There's there's also runtime configuration, runtime structure, process control, networking, buffering. There's another one that's got stuff like MF model info, regressor, VQ, NF reports, PF reports. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> if you do, let us know. I would be very curious to know if this is just kind of jargon that they've made up or if this is actually referring to stuff. I did not have the time to Google all of it. Yeah. I barely had the time to write it all out. <laughs> but, you know, hold on P2MP config, WOSI, eBrain sublayer, satellite uplinks. There's a lot of different toggles within this mental, this in, in this internal mental scape. Yeah. So she ends up, she takes a look through them, through, um, kind of gathering herself. She revisits the memories of the enemy Holon, and she's given the option to delete selected memory. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, and it's almost a seductive idea in a way. You're like, I can get rid of all of that bad stuff in my life. But part of the human experience is trying to take those challenging moments and learn from them and make yourself better from them. So that's definitely a, a, a tricky a tricky tightrope to walk. What, what is that would actually be good for you to take away? And what would make you less of a growing person to go, oh, no, that never happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I thought about that too. I was like, is there stuff I would do de- I would delete if I had the chance? Cuz you know, we all kind of experience some really unpleasant stuff, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like the really bad stuff I think about at the same time, that kind of has made me who I am. If me as I am today takes that element out of it, how much am I still me? Yeah. You know. It's one of those things where it has to be something so bad you're worth risking who you have become as a person as a result of that. And there's definitely a tipping point in there somewhere where you would make that trade. Yeah. But it's not something you're going to do lightly. No. And in this case, it's not something that, that Cammy decided to. She does hesitate and you see her thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But in the end, she, she selects no. Um, but from there, she goes to this toggle self-modification code. <laughs> and it's got different sliders. She ups confidence, aggression, and simulated adrenal response. <laughs> yeah, so an alert comes up about, you know, do you want to enable this this change? And, yeah, are you sure you yeah. want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> she hits yes, and then there's a moment where she's like, she's inundated with this change, and, and um, Weller on his end gets an alert Hold on, mind frame configuration default safety parameters exceeded. Mm-hmm. And then another little, like, do you want to reset or restore preferences? Yeah. And he 
kind of looks like he's going for it, but then he stops. Mm-hmm. And he watches her. He wants to see how she's going to, how, how she's going to react like this with this. You know, how she's she's using this. Um, and what she does is now we've got another montage of Cammy exceeding aggressively. Yeah. Like, she, she immediately goes back to Leon and Miranda and says, I want another round. Mm-hmm. And then it shows her just with these drones swarming all over the place. And she's firing at him and she's screaming. And she's like, one of them pops out of nowhere. She smacks it against a wall and then goes over and stomps on it. <laughs> yeah, overkill for sure repeatedly. on that one. Repeatedly. Like, is this, this you know, the, the drone's not really that big, especially compared to a whole one. It's mm-hmm. like she's smashing a bee. Yeah. But she's really smashing that bee. Uh, and then from there, she looks over and she and Kazu is like calls her over for the the combat ring. So she gets in the combat ring with Kazu. They're fairly matched for a bit. She can't really get get a hold on him, but she's trying. Mm-hmm. And she's screaming some more. And then she pauses for a moment and she maxes out confidence, aggression, and reflex. Mm-hmm. She just pulls those sliders all the way and then just goes at it. To a point where she's like, she's got her legs wrapped, and these are his hold-ons, so like imagine four-story robots doing this. She's got her <laughs> legs wrapped around his waist, and she is punching him repeatedly in the head to a point where the other hold-ons are rushing in to pull her off, and yeah. and uh, Leon is is contacting Dr. Weller, it's, it's like, you gotta, you gotta stop this dude. So Weller, t- he does take a couple more moments, but then he hits that, uh, he hits that yes, restore preferences. Mm-hmm. And Cammy's Holland goes limp. Valentina asks Kazu if he's okay. And he's like, that was great! <laughs> he loved it. I mean, he's already a pretty aggressive, confident, run forward and, and beat it up kind of guy. And so this was the first time that somebody really kind of matched him for that. Mm-hmm. But it was not for the right reasons. When, when they were pulling Cammy off him, she was screaming and kicking like a three-year-old in an epic tantrum meltdown. Yeah, she was definitely in full tantrum mode. Yeah. yeah. So the, the team downloads back into their bodies, and the, they come into the lab as Weller is talking to Cammy. You know, healing is not a slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, healing is a process, not a slide. He said she was in a, a psychotic feedback loop. Mm-hmm. But everyone else looks worried. Uh, Valentina puts her hand on Cammy's shoulder, and I, I I felt a little bit more of team cohesion in that moment. Uh-huh. From from there, we we go to lunch because Cammy's hungry. There's <laughs> like this potatoes potatoes line, and and so they're they're sitting at lunch and talking about how she had essentially rewritten her her mind, like her personality. Yeah. And Yaz calls it shameful. Valentina says you shouldn't have to edit yourself mm-hmm. to feel useful and that everyone's there for help. I think somebody else comments about her hiding, hide, or maybe it's Valentina, like, you hide, in, you know, hide in the games, but we're here for you. And, and Cammy's like, I don't hide in the games. I, you know, she's like, I don't think she, she doesn't really come out and say that she's doing something else, but she does come out and say that she has these dreams. Mm-hmm. And then Yes <clears> is <throat> like, oh yeah, I've had dreams too. Like the dreams where you're, you're the size of a hole on, but you're naked. And they're like, wait, <laughs> Cammy's like, wait, what? I wasn't naked. And everybody's <laughs> like, wait, what? Tell us more about this. Because they're all suddenly 12 years old. So Yaz has had a dream where she's 12 meters tall. She has no clothes, but she also has no 
bits. Right. She's no sexual identifiers. Valentina is very interested in, in this and yes asks Valentina if they've had dreams and Valentina's like, Well yeah, but not here. Yeah. Like they've had dreams of a robot body long before the Genlock program. Right. But it had all the bits. Right. <laughs> and there's yeah, there's there's definitely this um I get the impression that Valentina kind of views sex as a hobby. It's a thing she does for relaxation mm-hmm. and as fun. And yes is sex is taboo. We don't mm. talk about it. That's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah because later yeah, later and then and Chase has said he has dreams. So they all they all are like the two that are established, Chaz Chaz. <laughs> Ship name, I call it. <laughs> Chase and Yaz have, have have both had actively had dreams. Cami is starting to have dreams. Kazu didn't say anything. Valentina wasn't specific, but it didn't sound to me like she's currently in this moment having dreams related to the Holon program. Right. But it is. It does sound like it's starting to seep a little bit into their subconscious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean that just that little interaction between Yaz and Valentina as they're getting up to leave lunch. Valentina's like, why why would a robot body need and before she can even finish, Valentina's just like, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then as they're getting as they're they're getting up to leave, Valentina says to Yaz, I can tell you more about it, and Yaz is like, no, no. Mm-hmm. So I think there's there's this really interesting, completely like opposite size viewing of the subject here, mm-hmm. which which is I just it's just, just another one of those character moments. <laughs> I'm gonna point these out every single time they happen because I love them so much. But yeah, just these little character moments. So from there, they are called into a briefing, a meeting for an engagement. Nobody saved a seat for Chase. Yeah, that was so sad. <laughs> we just... He doesn't get to sit next to his teammates. No. They just kind of sit down, and he's like, oh, y'all gonna be like that? Like, all right. So he sits down on the step next to Miranda, and as they turn down the lights and start the, the presentation, Miranda kind of asks him if he's thinking about, or if he has thought about coming back to the Vanguard, like leaving Genlock and rejoining the Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they can't really get too much in that conversation, because, of course, they kind of have to pay attention to what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they're literally in the middle of a briefing. <laughs> they're finally going on the on the offensive against the Union. They have found intelligence about an industrial complex on the edge of No Man's Land, in Atlanta, Georgia, that is possibly the site of manufacturing and or production of nanotech. Mm-hmm. So they want to get in, get as much information as they can, and then take out the building. Right. Um, so they assign Baker Squad and Genlock to air, and then Charlie, the destruction, I think, is what it was. So as they finish up, and that's going to start the next day, so they've still got a little bit of downtime. Mm-hmm. So they finish up the meeting, and Jody sees Miranda's talking to Chase. Yeah. Miranda kind of looks over at him and then just goes back to her conversation with Chase. Yeah, he's definitely looking like he's being left out and is not quite sure what to do. Dude, you're the rebound. Yeah. I hate, I hate to break it to you. So from there we go to Chase and Miranda on this, like this little overlook balcony at the top, near the top of Anvil, so they can see the whole valley. It's a spectacular view. And they're talking about, oh, it brings back memories, so you get the impression this, this used to be a place where they'd meet. Right. But yeah, Miranda goes goes back to suggesting maybe he should come back to Vanguard. He says he can't fight without a hole on. She's like, well, what about command? And, you know, you've, you've fought enough. Maybe it's time for something else. And But he really feels that with the way things are, he wants to do the most that he can. And mm. he 
feels that that's only possible fighting from the whole on right now. Yeah. So the next morning, Cammy Cammy is uh, already awake going through her schematics, and then the alarm goes off at 3.30, which, fuck that time of day. <laughs> it should not exist. I felt pain just knowing that they had to get up that early. <laughs> But they get up, and they start heading out to, to get ready to head over to this engagement. Weller says that uh, they've, they've all gotten new enhancements for their Holons. New hardware upgrades. Yas has already been briefed. He shows, he's, he says to each of them, you know, you'll, we'll learn on the way over. It's pretty self-explanatory. And poor Chase is like, wait, what about me? And <laughs> Weller's like, well, Migas already took care of it. So Migas and Chase go over to see Chase's Holon, and Migas gave him wings. Yes, I thought that was really fun and cool that he did that for his friend. Yeah, the reason he did it, too, was because Chase was being mopey and he wanted to cheer him up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an amazing broship. <laughs> and as they're standing there looking at this whole on jet, because it is whole on now with jet wings, <laughs> and... Uh, Chase says, you're going to make me wish I could still cry. And even though he's like this digital, intangible intangible form, he still puts his arm out around uh, Migas. And Migas kind of adjusts himself so he's like more fully in, in the visual of, of yeah. you know, this camaraderie moment. So that was really cool. So they get to they get to the, the industrial complex and they're they're setting up their perimeter. They're, you know, Yaz is taking, making her sniper's nest and taking a look-see and getting them eyes on it. And uh, going over and finalizing their plans for basically the destruction of this place when, uh oh, there's a new element. This truck comes in and it's got prisoners on it. Yeah. So they send the visuals back to Marin at, at, at headquarters. Marin takes a look at them and it's scientists. Scientists that they, polity scientists that they thought had died when they lost Canaveral, which I am assuming they mean Kit Canaveral. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Which takes you back to that whole. Mystery Florida business. Yeah. Oh my God, Florida. <laughs> Florida's gone. Florida's gone and took Canaveral with it. So at the last minute, they turned part of this into a rescue mission. They're going to get these scientists back. And uh, one of the scientists is particularly vocal and just trying to keep a stiff upper lip, trying to find the optimism or you're just being like snarky, sassy. Sassy. Sassy, sassy, sassy more like than snarky. He's a scientist named Henry Wu. And I am wondering how much that is a reference to Jurassic Park. <laughs> And I meant to go back and read the original novel because it's been a while. And I know in the recent movies, he's treated more as a villain. But uh, I can't remember in the, in the first book if he was more like idealistic mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or, or how much. Is this is this character in Genlock actually a reference <laughs> to that character in Jurassic Park? Or is it just coincidence? I I don't know. Scientist with the same name? I... I mean, you can name a good scientist after a bad scientist, yeah. can't you? Yeah, and yeah, I don't think he was necessarily a bad scientist in the first one. That's why I'm like, oh man, I should have read the book again. But... No, I th- so I thought that was funny, but I mean, his character is just, like, <laughs> hilarious. Like, he's making, they're, so they're being let in by these Union soldiers, and he's just making quips about, oh, you know, I just wanted to get get a change of change of view. I never thought about adding barbed wire and guards. <laughs> you know, this is a nice touch. And the other side just is like, shut up. <laughs> but uh, so during their during this little conversation, something starts beating on the concrete reinforced wall, outer wall of this place, and they all kind of stop and look. And guess who <laughs> bashes his way in? <laughs> You're right, it's Kazu, because that's what Kazu does. Um, so he comes busting his way in and just starts like 
picking up tanks and throwing them at each other. Chase is now flying mm-hmm. around, firing at everything. Uh, Cammy drops in, and you and she's got Miranda on her shoulder. So she sets Miranda down. Miranda starts running towards the gate. Cammy looks at the gate, and it unlocks. Mm-hmm. And then she looks at the prisoners, and you see from her view, it kind of focuses in on their... their Manacles. Manacles, thank you. And unlocks them. So she's... Her upgrade includes some kind of wireless connection to, to hack yeah. uh, other tech. So that's pretty cool. And then she's also got these drones that aim for her. So, you know, after she gets the, the prisoners undone, more guards come out and start firing. So she twists around so she can put her body between, or her Holon's body between the, the soldiers and the scientists and keep them safe. So she's got her back to the soldiers. But then the the drones come out of her shoulders or her thighs or whatever they're housed. Mm-hmm. And she's able to just flip her pistols around and fire without even looking. Yeah. And yeah. Miranda, at this point, Miranda's driven up in this truck. And she's like, why could you not do that earlier? And Miranda's, or, or Cammy's like, well, the drones are... Target assisting. Yeah, yeah. target assisting for her. So that's... So you're starting to see these uh, these enhancements in play. Mm-hmm. So they get Miranda gets the prisoners loaded loaded up on the the truck, and then they take off. So it's this this armored truck with Cammy hanging in the back of it, using her her skates, and they go shooting off, and a bunch of tanks and guard troops go shooting off after her, also on rollers. Meanwhile, Kazu is taking out or they're taking out. The communication towers right. within the facility. I think Chase gets one. Uh-huh. Kazu now has a sword and slices through another, but it's kind of slow and falling over, so Valentina fires at it to knock it over completely. <laughs> and Kazu's like, that still counts as one for me. So you've got that whole kind of like Legolas Gimli rivalry yeah. going on. Competitive banter, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so and then the so the dropship comes by to take the striders and and as they leave they take the jets fly by and demolish the, the facility. Mm-hmm. So they have at this point successfully apprehended these prisoners and destroyed this facility. Mm-hmm. So now you've got this highway chase with Miranda driving, and it's it's like this big armored troop carrier. Yeah, it's no it's it's no tiny little truck. It is. It's got like lots of wheels, lots of armored plating, like reinforced windows, and Cammy's just holding onto the back of it with her her little skates enabled, and they're being followed by like three or four of these these walking tanks. But the walking tanks are now on wheels too. So mm-hmm. it's it's like a high speed chase, <laughs> and uh, so they're you know trying to take them out as they go. Miranda's got a, a thing of grenades, and so she grabs one, throws it out the window, and it like bounces down the road, and then it fixes like pops up and it fixes itself to the wa- one of the walkers' legs, mm-hmm. and then detonates. And then she hits a button on the box that says detonate all and then just tosses the whole box out the window. If one is good, all is better. Right? So they get those off. And then meanwhile, you've got uh, Chase and Kazu are running through the forest, running through the trees. They come to a a, a little ridge lip and Chase just leaps right off the edge and then goes flying up a moment later, Mm -hmm. you know, whooping (laughs) in excitement. So they're trying to make this this retreat, and they get pretty far, and they're taking out all the enemies. They're taking out the enemy ships. There's drones fo- following them that they take out. Yes, has laser. She's got laser wrists. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how to how else to describe it. It's like heat vision. Cammy thinks it's heat vision, but it's mm-hmm. not coming out of her eyes. It's coming out of her wrists. Yeah. So like these laser blasts that she uses to take out the the airborne 
drones. It would be better if it was your eyes. If it was, <laughs> if it was heat vision. <laughs> so they take out everything that's following them, but all of a sudden Miranda screeches to a halt because literally just in front of them is that enemy hole on. Right. And you get to see a close-up of that weird, creepy eye-face thing. So it's got, yeah. like, it's got the teeth, but then it's got, like, one singular ball as, like, an eye, but then it's got multiple little, yeah, like, dots Yeah, it's like little it. digital spider eyes moving around yeah. inside of the main oculus. Right. Remember what we were talking about? If you want something that's completely separated from what hum- human is, you make a bug. <laughs> this thing was very bug-like. And also very, like, robotic, but not in a, not in, like, an android human-ish sense. Yeah, it's almost like a robot suffering from spasms or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's got that Some kind of kind Involuntary of jerks. And then it regains control and yeah, like moves it, forward. It's still buffering. So th- so now they have to fight this thing again. And it, Yaz, Yaz goes to take it out. It throws her. It goes to take out Yaz. And Cammy comes in. And it's already put up like half a shield of these this cloud. This interference yeah, the, cloud. the nanobite cloud. Yeah, yeah, it's not a full bubble this time, but it's still enough that Cammy's kind of alone as she's as she's approaching and she's firing at it and trying to distract it and keep it away from the ass, but there's not much else she can do without actually going up and engaging in it, yeah. which she knows she's not, you know, one on their own is not strong enough to do. Yeah. And so she's asking for backup, and, and Valentina, who's on her little sniper's nest off on a hill somewhere, can't get a clear shot, and so they kind of go back and forth, and, and then it's like, Valentina... Valentina can't get a shot because she can't see. So, Valentina and Cammy mind share. Mm-hmm. And there's this great moment where it shows like that that internal environment where the two of them and their in in their suits are reaching for each other and then and then yeah, Cammy insults the thing and and challenges it and then says something in Russian. Like, Cammy's speaking Russian, and Yaz uh-huh. is like, wait a sec. But then it turns to them, and, and they're able to fire a shot off. It shows that, one, yeah, one of Cammy's drones was, like, just on the edge of that cloud. Mm-hmm. That's where Val was, was sinking into, and then she's mm-hmm. able to get, like, a perfect shot in. Yeah. And then, yeah, so Kazu and then Chase come in, and they're fighting it. They I think they do a little bit better this time. Isn't it like they rip off its arm? Um... They definitely got a lot more hits in. I don't think they actually ripped an arm completely off. Okay, but they did. They did. They were starting to try, and then it was able to get them off. And the really interesting thing is it actually speaks this time. And mm-hmm. it, it took me, when I first saw this episode, it took me a few rewatches and then consulting with friends to figure out everything that it had <laughs> said. And I didn't write down everything it had said, but it was... It was stuff like you haven't shut up since your birthday and let the good times roll. And the voice was kind of reminiscent of Chase's, mm-hmm. but also kind of um, like, yeah, broken and glitched. Mm-hmm. So that's confusing. Yeah. It escapes. Union ship flies by with the tow cable and it grabs on and, and yeah. Chase tries to like grab onto its legs and like pull it off, but it, it kicks him down. So yeah. that's where the episode <laughs> ends, is Chase watching this thing fly off that he just heard it speaking his words with his voice yeah pretty creepy way to end your day yeah i would not want to end my day like that that would not be preferable yeah so uh (laughs) what do we want to talk about 
There was a lot. There was a lot in this episode. <laughs> so let's see. So for me, I appreciated that they were continuing to develop relationships between what you would now consider as the secondary characters and the lead characters. So it's, it's not just the lead characters are sticking with themselves in this little cluster with everybody else becoming a side character. You've got people like uh, Mika's coming into Chase's circle again to have both one-on-one moments and remind them hey i've been here with you i'm gonna be here for you type of stuff yeah and you've got uh miranda interacting as well Mm -hmm. so it's not like just the couple and then everybody else yeah um you've got miranda with with cammy this episode which was a lot of fun Mm mm-hmm yeah, I don't know. It was just something really like satisfying to me to see Cammy show up and then have Miranda sitting on her shoulder, <laughs> like a whole Iron Giant kind of moment. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. yeah. Yes. If I had a Mecca friend, I would want you to pick me up, <laughs> carry me on your shoulder, and that'd be great. But yeah, you know, this is interpersonal dynamics because nobody really is is just in their circle, mm-hmm. or if they are, it's not necessarily like a healthy thing. But there's always. You know, different reasons why people interact and cross paths and meet and talk to other people. And, it you know, it shows different aspects of people, too. Yeah, it brings out another side to that. Yeah, so that's that's really exciting to see. And then also, yeah, learning, like, this, this new, this enemy, Holon, and just... I mean, so we've already seen the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So we know. But when you first saw this, we were like... <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what is what going is, on? What is happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. Because in the in other episodes we were I know some of my online friends were is it is it an AI? Is it the real Sinclair? Mm-hmm. Is it this, that, or the next thing? And then this one happened and we're like, What? Yeah. Like literally could not process it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these these little steps of um, I, I felt that they've handled that mystery really well and just giving us little nuggets mm-hmm. like not enough like here's enough to speculate have fun you're yeah. gonna be wrong anyway yeah. <laughs> oh here's another little nugget yeah you thought you were on the right track didn't you well guess what you're not so that's it's been really fun to follow it uh, bit by bit yeah so if you had your own hole on your own mecca what kind of upgrade modifications would you want specific to you? Wow, I mean, flight is pretty tough to beat. Uh, on the other hand, I am not a pilot, so just <laughs> throwing wings on something would not enable me to be able to fly. <laughs> um, yeah, barring barring something like flight, I probably would be interested in something that increased like the leaping capacity of my legs so that I could kind of jump distances yeah i i definitely seem to tend towards travel oriented uh, uh-huh. enhancements here so that's probably where my brain would be going on yeah. this I'd, I'd be with kazu i'm such a tank when i play games um i would want that you know the reinforcements the heavy armor <laughs> heavy heavy armor and then uh, some kind of melee weapon that i could just run in and just smack people with mm-hmm. clearly he just needs a uh, car shield Right? Yeah, just give him a car, it'll be fine. Give him a a nice SUV to hold on to. (laughs) Alright, well, you have been listening to Into the Ether, a Genlock introspective podcast. I'm Ripley. And I'm Jerry. And until next time.